Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. I'm gonna be coming at you solo today. Chuck is feeling a little under the weather. Don't worry, though, not a health and safety protocol situation, uh, so he will be back on the pod soon. But in case you didn't know, this is Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. We bring you Clippers news five days a week, 7 a.m. Pacific. That's Monday through Friday. Uh, And today, kicking things off, I'm going to be looking ahead to the Clippers taking on the Nuggets. It's the day after Christmas game, barring any scheduling changes coming down from the NBA. Uh, So I'm going to talk about what we need to do well to win that one, as well as what could go wrong. And then in segment two, every single Friday, we like to take a look at the Pacific Division. And today, I kind of wanted to see how it stacked up against other divisions in the NBA, and surprise, surprise, I actually think that it is the best and most competitive division in the NBA, so I'll talk about why, and then in segment three, every single Friday, we bring you a Love, Mary Quarantine. Basically, I'm going to rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, and I'm either loving it, I'm marrying it, or I'm quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from me. Uh, So all that and more, coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So looking ahead to the Clippers taking on the Nuggets, the Clippers are likely going to be down some bodies uh, more. They are going to be down Marcus Morris, Isaiah Hartenstein, most likely, uh, and Reggie Jackson. And TBD on where Luke is at in all of this. Uh, He had a hip kind of stinger situation. I'm not sure if that's going to extend through multiple games. And on the Nuggets side, you know, they have, uh, you know, Porter Jr. out and uh, Jamal Murray, obviously. Uh, But Aaron Gordon didn't play in the game against the Hornets the day that I'm recording this. Uh, He was held out due to a hamstring injury. So uh, also TBD on whether or not the Clippers will see him. Uh, so looking ahead at what we need to do well, look, this is going to be kind of a weird game uh, just because of scheduling time, obviously bodies that are out. Uh, right now, the Clippers are in a, in a space that I, I feel is wholly unpredictable, uh, but there's some general things that I think that we can do. One thing that I'm looking for is I hope that the Clippers can continue to find sort of whatever transition gear they were able to find against the Kings. They had nearly 30 fast break points in that game, and it just overall looked a lot more cohesive, uh, you know, moving the ball up the floor with a little bit of pace. And I kind of am inclined to believe that this game could be a little bit of a sloppy one. Uh, Just, you know, who knows how health and safety protocols are going to shake out, you know, after Christmas, most likely with people, you know, seeing their families and everything, there, there might be a new sort of uptick. So, you know, TBD on availability, a lot of TBDs in this segment. Wow. Uh, but I, I think that if this does end up being kind of a sloppier or, or choppy game, it would be really nice to be able to just put away some kind of easy buckets, get something going in transition. I'm going to be looking at Eric Bledsoe for this with no Reggie. He will be in the starting lineup again. And, you know, that's one of those things that he hasn't been, it hasn't really been high lit uh, through his tenure thus far with the Clippers. Um, And it it just hasn't really looked that good. And I think some of that has just been due to sort of, 
how his point guard minutes have been distributed. You know, when he was with Reggie, um, it was it was a little bit more of an awkward fit. And then he's had kind of a rotating cast around him with this second unit, though overall he has looked much better. Uh, the Nuggets are currently allowing around 16 points a game off turnovers and around 12 points per game on the fast break. And these are both about average stats. They're, they're you know, they're almost dead center in the middle of the league in, in both of these areas. Uh, so, you know, they're not going to necessarily give up a lot of transition opportunities, but we need to make we, we need to make good opportunities out of the ones that they present to us. Uh, another thing is going to be deep paint drives. Uh, you know, another thing that I'm looking at Bledsoe to try to try and spearhead uh, Terrence Mann as well. So the Clippers and Nuggets are actually both tied for the second worst paint defense in terms of points allowed per game in the league. They're both giving up around 48 points per game to opposing teams in the paint. Uh, which is not very good. Um, so th that could be something that the Clippers could look to exploit. Uh, hopefully, on the other end, uh, they're able to they're able to slow things down for the Nuggets there. And looking at what could go wrong, I, I think one thing is going to just be who is going to see shots falling first. I think you know, given where this game sits in the schedule and everything. Uh, I think whatever team can establish rhythm might be able to put this one away, kind of, you know, pad the scoreboard early. And I, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm curious to see how how teams will be able to respond to one to runs in this game and sort of, you know, what the level of effort is going to be. Uh, both of these teams are hitting like 12.6, like just under 13 threes a game. And on percentages that are about just a, a one point apart. So both of these teams, you know, similar in terms of efficiency from three, similar in, uh, it, you know, in attempts and, and made threes per game. So I'm curious to see which team is going to see shots falling first. Another thing that could go wrong is just the Clippers defense not being able to keep up with the ball movement of the Nuggets. Uh, they are in the top five in the league in total assists per game. And, you know, we, we know what Jokic can do. Uh, and the Clippers are averaging more turnovers per game than the Nuggets. Uh, and, you know, ball movement, it can go wrong in two ways, right? Like, A, like I talked about, the defense for the Clippers. And also, if the ball is stagnant um, for the Clippers offensively, that always presents its own sort of issues. I wonder if maybe this could start looking a little bit different uh, just just when these games kind of become more of a, a win by committee, when, when we're seeing sort of deeper bench guys and guys kind of fighting for rotation minutes, I think there there can come with that a different a different type of understanding of what people's roles are and and sort of you know how how they need to move the ball in order to be effective um, versus you know kind of just when you're playing with a really strong offensive player uh, you know like Paul George or somebody I, I think there can sometimes be a tendency to just kind of dump him the ball and, and sort of ball watch, um, you know, which hasn't really been that successful. I mean, at all times for the Clippers. Uh, so definitely something to watch. So looking at my prediction for this game, you know, like I said, leading into this segment, this game to me, you know, due to scheduling and how many, you know, players could be in and out, um, you know, with that health and safety stuff sort of after a big holiday, uh, it, it's a little bit hard to predict, but I'm going to go ahead and say, 
if Aaron Gordon ends up missing this game with the hamstring again, I think this has to be a game that the Clippers put away. Uh, if Aaron Gordon does end up playing and we're down all the people that I think we're going to be down, especially if it's also Luke Kennard, uh, which I kind of alluded to could be a possibility earlier, I think the Nuggets might have a little bit of an edge to get it done over us. But, you know, these teams are both, it's it's really interesting because they're, they're both kind of in similar spots right now um, where, you know, they're fighting for position, they're fighting to avoid the play-in, and you know they've they've lost some understandable games on the road they've lost some terrible games at home um so that you know they're both just trying to really just wear through all the absences that they've had uh so i'm excited to see which one of these two teams is going to come out on top let's go clippers coming up next i'm going to be talking about the pacific division you know i have to do it every single friday and i taking a look at it i actually do think the pacific division is the strongest division in the league let me tell you why but first i gotta let you know about Truebill. do you know why free trials renew without your consent it's a business scam and it's out to get you don't let greedy corporations pocket your money download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and Stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. It happens to me all the time. Uh, on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. And now that you're saving money, if you wanted to spend some money uh, on your health, you should check out Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's truly something for everyone. It's really cool. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry, bar, Garcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Ooh, yummy. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Look, I keep going on and on about the taste, but not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors all tasty, all healthy, and you can order today and get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Go to built.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. Now, looking ahead at the Pacific Division, I was curious to see sort of how it stacks up against the rest of the league. If you listen to this podcast, you know, I always think that the Pacific Division is the best division in the NBA. Uh, and, you know, this year, it's actually looking pretty competitive. Uh, I think that there, you know, there's a possibility of five teams being in playoff or play-in sort of position, uh, which is very, very exciting. But let's take a look around the league to kind of see how it stacks up against these other leagues. It's kicking things off, uh, our friendly neighbors to the north, the Atlantic Division. So the average win percentage for teams in the Atlantic Division is about uh, 52%. 
Nets are at the top of that division. The Celtics and 76ers are right below them. They're both tied at 500. And then you have the Knicks and the Raptors both with losing records. Uh, you know, really, really strong title contender team at the top when healthy. Uh, Celtics and Sixers, I have no idea. Like, I, I don't know if the Celtics are going to get it together and the Sixers. With their absences and, and Joel Embiid's health and everything, I, I have no idea, but they are definitely true contenders. Looking at the central division, the average win percentage there is just under 50%. They're at 49%. Uh, the Bulls currently have a narrow lead uh, over the division. Um, they're about a half game ahead of the Bucks, And the Cavaliers are actually only a game behind. And then, you know, under 500 teams, you got the Pacers and the Pistons. Uh, so, you know, Bulls and Bucks, and, you know, with the Cavs, if they can kind of keep things going, uh, you know, not having Sexton is, is, is going to be an issue, but, you know, Rubio's kind of stepping up there. Cavs are kind of in an exciting place right now. Um, so a couple, couple exciting things going on there in the Central Division. Looking at the Southeast Division, uh, the average win percentage there is about 46%. And there's only two teams in that entire division with records above 500. That is the Heat and the Wizards, who are the top, uh, obviously, of, <laughs> of that division. And then you have the Hornets and the Hawks, who aren't far below 500. They're both hovering at around 48%. And then you have the Magic, uh, sort of, you know, deep uh, in, in the periphery behind there, uh, looking at the Northwest division, we're, we're, we're onto the West coast now. Uh, so the Northwest division average win percentage is about 40%. Um, you have the jazz technically in the Northwest division and <laughs> they have, uh, six games on the closest team, which is the nuggets. Uh, and the nuggets are the only other team in the Northwest division with a record of 500 or better. The Timberwolves and the Blazers, you know, are, are kind of interesting stories. They're, they're, they could kind of both be in that play in territory. And then you have OKC kind of pulling up, uh, the caboose there. Uh, you know, the, the Northwest Division, their average win percentage is a little bit uh, buoyed by the Jazz uh, having such a great record. But let's look at the Southwest Division before we finish off with the Pacific Division. So the Southwest Division, the average win percentage there is about 43%. The Grizzlies are currently leading the division. They are the only team with an above 500 record in the Southwest Division. And they're about three and a half games up on the Mavs. And then you have the Spurs, the Pelicans, and the Rockets all trailing behind them uh and then the the pacific division uh average win percentage there 61 percent the suns and warriors are at the top and i'm you know i'm not gonna lie they're doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of lifting this division's win percentage and every team in the pacific division currently is above 500 or at 500 um so it, it, it begs the question, like I talked about, you know, at, at the top of the segment, is there a chance that all five Pacific teams could make the playoffs? And I'm including the play in when I'm saying playoffs, because I think if you're the Kings uh, making the play in game, heck, uh, that would be close enough for me as a fan to to go ahead and, and call that the end of of the playoff dry spell. Uh, but if I was to rank these divisions, uh, I'm not going to go through all six. I'll, I'll probably just give you my top three. It just sounds, it just has a little bit of a better ring to it than top six. But taking a look, I, you know, to me, the Pacific Division, 
is the best division in basketball. I do think it's the most competitive. You have the Suns and the Warriors, who are both teams that you could see making it out of the West, no problem. Uh, and then sort of, you know, lurking in there. Also, you got the Clippers, who, depending on health and, and what happens with them, uh, you know, they, they will, I mean, they'll definitely make the playoffs, and we'll see what kind of run they can have, dependent on their availability. And the Lakers, the Lakers are struggling um, you know, they're still five, they're still a 500 team. Uh, but I, you know, I just think with some more health, cause they have had a lot of absences, maybe they'll be able to pull it together. It, you know, a lot of that is going to rest on sort of Anthony Davis and his availability. Um, but the Kings are even, uh, starting to, starting to figure something out a little bit. I mean, at least they have against the Clippers. Um, so I, the Kings are always. I feel like for the last three seasons, I've been like, maybe this could be, maybe this could be the year uh, that they end that playoff drought. But still, uh, I mean, there's a legitimate four out of five teams in the Pacific Division that could possibly make it out of their could could possibly make it out of the conference, possibly. Uh, and you know. I think the possibility, obviously, for the Suns and the Warriors is higher than the the tier below it, which would be the Clippers and the Lakers. But it's not completely like it wouldn't be completely out of nowhere. Uh, and then the second strongest division in the NBA, in my eyes, is probably gotta be. It's actually, to me, it's probably got to be the central division. Uh, you have the championship reigning Bucks, and then the Bulls uh, that are just looking great, uh, although the Bucks are making up ground uh, on them in the standings. Uh, and then the Cavs, you know, if they can continue this, that's kind of interesting too. Uh, but, and then, the you know, the Pacers and the Pistons, like, whatever. I don't really need to, I, I don't really need to say much more about them. The Pacers could be completely, like, retooling and rebuilding, and the Pistons are in the middle of some sort of rebuild. Uh, but, I, I mean, the Bulls and the Bucks, both teams that you could also see, you know, coming out of the Eastern Conference uh, and possibly making a final right now. Like, it, it looks that way. And the Bucks, you know, of course, uh, you got to give the, the champs the benefit of the doubt. So the Central Division, to me, right now, is probably the second strongest division. And then the third strongest division, I would I would be leaning towards the Atlantic Division. Uh, the average win percentage there is over 500. The Nets, you know, clear favorite if healthy. So many, you know, so many variables and questions there. They've been brutalized by the health and safety protocols. Um, but, you know, you also have the Sixers, who had a great run last year, and I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with them at the trade deadline. I don't know if they're going to be able to move Ben Simmons to get something to help them win now, or if they're going to you know, try to look maybe for more assets. Um, I'm not really fully sure there, but you know, they're like they're like a move away or a string of of really good play from you know being a team that. I don't know if I would favor them to come out of the East, but I would favor them going like going on a deep run in the East. Um, so yeah, the, t the top three divisions in the NBA for me would have to be Pacific Division, number one, no question, Central Division, second, uh, and then the Atlantic Division, 
third. Uh, let me know what you think. If you think the Pacific Division is the strongest division in basketball, uh, let me know. Uh, check us out at Locked On Clips, and just let us know about Pacific Division, your Pacific Division thoughts in general. Uh, we like to talk about this. I wish divisional play mattered a little bit more in basketball, but hey, it's at least it's it's at least fun to talk about. So. Coming up next, I'm going to be doing a Love, Merry Quarantine. This one is going to be Christmas Clippers themed. But before I get into it, I got to tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Look, baseball season is far over. The lockout is really jamming that whole thing up. Uh, but the NBA is in full hoop, and you can track all that action on Bet Online. Plus, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. All right. So it's time for a love, merry quarantine. Look, it's the holiday time of season. Uh, you know, whether you celebrate or not, whether you indulge or not, uh, that's the time of year it is. So that has bled its way a little bit into this love, merry quarantine. Love, merry quarantine. In case you didn't know, little game we like to play on this show every single Friday. Basically, we're ranking something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, and it either means that we're Loving it, which means, hey, really like that idea. I think that's strong. Uh, or we're marrying it, which means I could see myself with that long term. Or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So this one is all about Christmas gifts for the Clippers. And I focus specifically on teammates getting other teammates gifts. So kicking things off on the board, we have PG's PS13. Uh, this is Paul George. He gets everyone uh, his own personal gaming console. It's similar to the Soldier Boy console. Uh, if if you're not familiar, Soldier Boy had his own uh, sort of gaming device. It was actually just like a rebranded uh, knockoff thing. But anyways, uh, this is Paul George's. It's actually in its 13th iteration, hence the the thir the PS 13. Also on the board, we have Smiling Kawhi card. Uh, this one, Kawhi, you know, he just wants to give everybody the, the best gift of all, which is a rare Kawhi smile. Uh, so this is just, you know, him smiling on a personal Christmas card to every single teammate. Uh, it's a good time. You know, I, th I think people appreciate it. And then the final one is Hearts Farts, which is, this is more of, of a prank than a gift. Everyone in the locker room finds an empty jar in their locker and they think that it's empty, but it is in fact filled with Isaiah Harenstein's farts. They open it up, terrible Christmas surprise. I gotta quarantine this one right off the, the board. I'm gonna be honest, I'm, <laughs> I'm like doing these to myself. Uh, so it, it, you know, I don't have anybody to play off of, but I, I'm going to quarantine this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and love Paul George's PS 13. I love the idea of Paul George sort of having his own gaming console and maybe it'd be a situation where the game is like NBA jam. 
uh, and he is, you know, the only player that's rated 100 in it or something, uh, I would love that. And then I, I got to marry the, the smiling Kawhi card because, you know, who who wouldn't love to receive just a great smiling Kawhi card in the mail uh, or in your locker room from a teammate? Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, if you're listening today on Christmas Eve, thank you so much. Uh, you are a great Clippers fan. I hope that you're not listening to this driving into work, but if you are, I hope that this made it a little bit better. Uh, I mentioned up top, but you can check out this podcast Monday through Friday. That's 7 a.m. Pacific. Uh, You can find us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works. It's fabulous. Look, We couldn't be happier to bring you this Clippers news. Can't wait for Chuck to be back and bring in the positivity for you. And just a happy and healthy holidays to everybody. And, hey, we will still see you uh, before the new year. So uh, Tuesday's episode, we will be back uh, with a recap of Clippers Nets. We'll also have Twitter Tuesdays, so don't forget to send those questions in to at LockedOnClips. And we'll also update you on whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. I have been William the Opinion Updike, and as always, we appreciate you.